May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So recently, I was told that I preached the same sermon every time. Um, and I'll admit, I spent a bit of time trying to figure out if I was angry or hurt when it occurred to me that I've thought the exact same thing about my sermons. And so I was reminded of the story that I have told here before, and so if you've heard it, just do that for a few minutes, about the church that hired the new pastor. And the very first Sunday, she preached this absolutely wonderful, dynamic sermon. And the parishioners were thrilled. Then she preached the same sermon the following week, and the next, and the week after that. And finally, one parishioner was brave enough to ask her, so when will you preach another sermon? And she said, when you get it. I will. So perhaps I do repeat myself because I need to be reminded that God loves everyone, everywhere, absolutely no exceptions. And sometimes in all the noise and the pain and the craziness of this world, I forget that. I need to remember that God loves me too in spite of the number of times that I stumble and I fall. And I would bet that there are a few of you out there that also need to hear again and again about God's incredible love for all of his children. It can be so very hard to follow Jesus in the way of love in a world that at times seems so profoundly unloving. So we need to hear it again and again about God's all-encompassing love for all of us, no matter how often we mess up, or what we look like, or who we love, or the color of our skin. But I also can't help repeating myself because that's what I'm called to do. I am a deacon in the Episcopal Church. And the ordination vows of the deacon include the following. You are to make Christ and his redemptive love known by your word and example to those among whom you live and work and worship. You are to interpret to the church the needs, the concerns, and the hopes of the world. The deacon's call is to be the bridge between the church and the world, bringing the needs and the concerns of the world to the church and to bring the love of God's church back out into the world. We are called to keep asking the hard questions. Who is not at the table? Whose voice is not being heard? Who do we not see? A deacon's sermon should be a clarion call to the church about the needs, the concerns, the hopes of the poor, the rejected, the sick, the lonely, and the disenfranchised. And at the end of the service, 
when the deacon gives the dismissal standing in the middle of the aisles and says, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. We are being sent out those doors to do the work that God has given us to do. Like Matthew in today's gospel, we too have been called to follow. Jesus saw a man named Matthew sitting in the tax collector's booth and said to him, follow me. The gospel of Matthew tells us in an earlier verse that Jesus is heading home to Capernaum. And along the way, Jesus sees Matthew calling out to him, follow me. The moment that invitation was given, Jesus radically upended the existing social and communal relations of the day. And now, simply by including the excluded, he broke down the barriers of who is in and who is out. Because what you have to understand was when Jesus called Matthew to follow him, he was calling a man who was a social outcast, a pariah, among the Jewish people because he was a tax collector. He was seen as a collaborator with the Roman imperial authorities. So there was Matthew, just sitting at his table, shaking down his neighbors for money, when Jesus says, follow me. And much to the surprise of the Roman soldiers, the taxpayers and his neighbors, he just gets up, leaving the money on the table, and follows Jesus. The gospel goes on to tell us that Matthew was invited to have dinner, and one writer suggests that perhaps Matthew was invited to Jesus' house. And I don't know about you, but there's something about that idea that seems so right and so very joyful. Jesus, absolutely at home and comfortable, spending time with saints and sinners and outcasts and those on the margins. When Jesus is called out by the local leaders for his choice of dinner companions, he replies, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Jesus was telling them, and he was telling us, that mercy takes precedence over how things are, over the status quo, or how things have always been done. Mercy takes precedence over rituals and rules, over unjust laws, or any practice that seeks to exclude others. Jesus said, come, follow me. And it's a command that we hear over and over in scripture to Abraham and Sarah, to the prophets, to Mary, to Peter, Andrew and James, and to Matthew. God calls people and chances are chances are really good that we are being called to. I think we like to think that God's call is reserved for just a select few, but that idea doesn't work when we look at who Jesus called to follow him. Ordinary, everyday people living ordinary lives, absolutely no hint that these people had any special attributes that would qualify for them to be disciples, fishermen, 
farmers, craftsmen? Matthew, a disreputable tax collector? Saints and sinners. God, once again, bringing in the most unlikely people into this most extraordinary story, called to transform the world through the power of God's love. Jesus says, follow me. And we look around and we wonder, who is he calling? We live in a world that that tries to categorize and itemize and name who's worthy and who is not. So it's probably not too surprising that we wonder whether Jesus could really be calling you and me. Because most of us would think that we are so not qualified for this. And perhaps like me, sometimes you don't even have the strength or the courage to follow. But perhaps God sees in us more potential than we see in ourselves. So on Friday, hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people marched all over the globe to put governments and corporations on notice that we, the people, know that climate change is a threat to our very existence and to the future of our planet. And that this crisis needs to be addressed and can no longer be ignored for the sake of corporate profits. People have been galvanized by a 16-year-old activist to stand up and to face head-on a crisis that will impact us all, jeopardizing our future and the future of our children and our grandchildren. A young girl, an absolutely ordinary girl, wearing braids, called to stand up and to speak out. And that's the wonder, isn't it? That Jesus is calling all sorts of people every day, ordinary people, 16-year-old girls, people of all ages and walks of life, you and me, sent out into a world that is hurting, called to be partners with God, helping to repair our broken world called to live into the fullness of our lives and to love one another as we are so loved. Jesus says, follow me, and off we go. Chances are we won't be called to lead marches and worldwide protests, but we are being called to a new way of living in the world. God is calling us into new relationships with one another and with God. As followers of Jesus, we are being tasked with living in the world as he lived, with compassion and love for one another, whatever their race, religion, sexual orientation, or economic status. We are the messengers of the word of God in the world. And we remember the words of St. Francis of Sisi. Preach the gospel always. Use words. 
only when absolutely necessary. As a deacon, my role is to be the squeaky wheel, the nag, constantly bringing up the needs and the concerns of all of God's creation, the poor and the marginalized, the widow and the orphan, the hungry and those in prison. Reminding each and every one of us that we, we are the church. And that God has blessed us with gifts beyond measure. And as followers of Jesus, we have been called, we've been called together to bring God's kingdom to our hurting and broken world. Right here and right now. Amen.